بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فمن بعده my brothers and sisters one of my friends asked me this question and said that somebody had posted a message on whatsapp on some group where it talked about visiting the Raud al-Mubarak, the blessed grave of Rasulullah sallam in Masjid al-Nabiwa sharif I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all the opportunity of going there and presenting our salah. That this person is making this dua at the grave of Rasulullah sallam and saying, O Messenger of Allah, show kindness and mercy. To the seeker who is awaiting your gifts, O Allah's chosen one, support me for I rely upon you and return to you, O most noble in lineage. Astaghfirullahaladzim, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Now, the reason I am saying both these things, and please listen very carefully. Because to make, to say this kind of thing amounts to making dua to or dua from Rasulullah It amounts to asking Rasulullah instead of asking Allah. This is major and open shirk. Let me explain for you and give you all the dalail, all the evidences of this from the Kitab of Allah and the teachings and sunnah of none other than Rasulullah himself. How tragic it is that people go to the grave of the Rasul and openly and directly disobey him at his grave. How tragic is that? How, uh, how ignorant is that? So let me begin with the beginning. And the beginning is Suratul Fatiha. In every rakat of every salah, in Suratul Fatiha, we say, Iyya kana'budu wa Iyya kana'sta'in. Who are we speaking to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We say, Oh Allah, you alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. You alone. Not anyone with you and not anyone other than you. This is the essence of Tawheed. Is the relationship between the Abd and his Rabb. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us, directly commanded us, and said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al Ghafir, Allah said, Your Rabb has proclaimed, Call upon me, Ud'uni. Call upon me. Allah did not say call upon me through this one, through that one, with this one, with that one, with this wasila, with that wasila. No. Allah said call upon me. Ud'uni. Call upon me. I will respond to you. Wastajib lakum. Call upon me. I will respond to you. Why would you want to do anything else? This is your Rabb telling you, tell me and I will give you. Call me and I will answer. Why would you do that? Do anything other than that when you have this assurance, not from me, not from anyone else, 
but directly from Allah. Ud'uni astajib lakum inna alladhina yastagbiruna an ibadati sayadkhuluna jahannam adakhirin. Your Rabb has proclaimed call upon me, I will respond to you. Surely those who are too proud to worship me will enter Jahannam in humiliation. Also in Surah Al-Ghafir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَدْعُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ So call upon Allah with sincere devotion. فَدْعُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ Even though the disbelievers do not like it. وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ then in Surah Al-A'raf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu said, Ud'u rabbakum, Ud'u rabbakum tadarru'an wa khufiyah, innahu la yuhibbul mu'tadeen. Allah said, call upon your Rabb humbly and secretly. Ud'u rabbakum tadarru'an wa khufiyah, call upon your Rabb humbly and secretly. إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُعْتَدِينَ He does not, surely he does not like transgressors. Then in Surah Al-Jinn, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا The places of worship are only for Allah. So do not invoke anyone other than Him, anyone besides Him. I imagine this is the question of Masajid. Now what about Masjid al-Nabi sharif the second holiest place on earth, Masjid al-Nabawi al-Sharif. Allah is saying, Masjid is mine. And do not call on anyone other than me. Now you go and stand in Masjid al-Nabawi and you call on Rasulullah sallallahu If Rabbi sallallahu knows this, how much it will pain him. Think about that. Because this is directly against what he told us to do. I'll, I'll, I'll give you all the lie. He's directly against what he told us to do. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا The places of worship, the masajid, are only for Allah. So do not invoke anyone besides Him, other than Him. And then in Surah Al-Shu'ara, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it even more clear. Allah said, فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَاهًا آخَرًا فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُعَذَّبِينَ so do not ever call upon anyone other than Allah. Any God other than Allah. Whether you call somebody God or not, if you are calling on them, they are, you are treating them as a God. You might say, well, I did not, I did not say Rasulullah is God. You did not say that. But when you are making dua to him, you are converting him, you are, you, you are, you are uh, implying that he is a God other than Allah or besides Allah. And the same thing applies to Whoever else you do this with. فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرًا فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُعَذَّبِينَ So do not ever call upon anyone else, any other God besides Allah, or you will be one of the punished. Allah is promising punishment. And then in Surah Al-Ahqaf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ أَضَلُّ مِنْ مَنْ يَدْعُوا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ And who could be more astray than those who call upon others besides Allah? Others that cannot respond to them until the day of judgment 
and are even unaware of their calls. What is Allah saying? Allah is saying, who is more astray than those who call upon others? When those others cannot respond to them, they cannot talk to them, they cannot do anything for them, and they are not even aware that you are calling upon them, that you are not, that they cannot even hear you. Subhanallah. Ajeeb. Think about this, my brothers and sisters. Please. Then, then uh, Rasulullah taught us this. The beautiful hadith <coughs> in uh, Tirmidhi, Sahih hadith, An An Nu'man ibn Bashir, radiyallahu anhu, An in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqal, Addu'a'u huwa al-ibadah. Addu'a'u huwa al-ibadah. Thumma qara'a, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اُدْعُونِي يَسْتَجِيبُ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدُخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ And Nomad ibn Bashir reported that Rasulullah said supplication dua is ibadah dua is worship Rasulullah said dua is Worship itself. Then Rasulullah recited the ayah. Wakar Rabbu Wakarabukumuduni Astajib Lakum Inna Ladina Yastak Biruna An Ibadati Sayyad Huruna Jahanna Madakhiri. Your Rabb proclaimed, call upon me and I will respond to you. Verily those who disdain my worship will enter hell in humiliation. And this is Sahih Hadith in Tirmidhi and the ayat is the ayah from Surah Al-Ghafir, ayah number 60. Then in another very beautiful Hadith, also in Tirmidhi, on the authority of uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas the cousin of Rasulullah who was a young boy at the time and he used to stay with Rasulullah and Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma qal kuntu khalfa rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yawman faqala ya gulam inni uallimuka kalimatin ihfad allaha yahfaduk احفظ الله تجده تجاهك إذا سألت فاسأل الله وإذا وإذا استعنت فاستعن بالله إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين وعلم أن الأمة لو اجتمعت على أن ينفعوك بشيء لم ينفعوك إلا بشيء قد كتب الله لك وإن اجتمعوا على أن يضروك بشيء لم يضروك إلا بشيء قد كتب الله عليك رفعت الأقلام رفعت الأقلام وجفت وجفت الصحف on the authority of Abdullah ibn Abbas, 
Radilanuma, who said one day I was behind Rasulullah riding on the same mount, and he said, Oh young man, I will teach you some words of advice. Be mindful of Allah, remember Allah, and Allah will protect you. Be mindful of Allah, remember Allah, and you will find Him in front of you. If you ask, ask Allah alone. Nabi did not say if you ask if you want if you need something ask me. He said if you ask ask Allah alone. If you need help seek help from Allah alone. He did not say if you need help ask me. He said if you need help seek help from Allah alone. And know that if the nations were to get, gather together to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you except with what Allah has already prescribed for you. And if they were to gather to harm you with anything. They would not be able to harm you except with what Allah has already prescribed against you. The pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. Finally, the issue of saying, you know, you go to a grave and you uh, ask for this favor and so on and so forth. In Surah Al-Rum, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, very clearly he said, إِنَّكَ لَا تُسْمِعُ الْمَوْتَى وَلَا تُسْمِعُ he said, so verily you, O Muhammad sallallahu remember this ayat is coming to Rasulullah sallallahu himself. Uh, Allah is saying, so verily you, O Muhammad sallallahu cannot make the dead to hear, nor can you make the deaf to hear the call when they show their backs turning away. Imagine this is being told to Nabi Sallallahu that you cannot make them here. So you think you can make them here? Think about this. Then in Surah Al-Fatir, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala made it even more clear. And He said, وَمَا يَسْتَوِي الْأَحْيَاءُ وَلَا الْأَمْوَاتِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُسْمِعُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَمَا أَنْتَ بِمُسْمِعٍ مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ Not alike are the living and in this case, the living is the living, as in people who are alive, and the living as, by implication, believers. And the dead, not alike, are the living and the dead. They are not the same. Verily, Allah makes whom He wills to hear, but you cannot make those who are in their graves to hear now, this ayat is even more clear, even more specific. The word graves has been mentioned. From the above ayat, it is clear that we cannot make those in their graves hear us if we speak to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even gave the example of the deaf, somebody who is born deaf, who we are not audible to, even though they are right in front of us. Now, there are two questions that are generally asked about this. Right? May Allah protect us from shaitan. Shaitan keeps on sowing doubts, so do not fall into needless doubts and that's why I want to clarify all this for you. There are two questions that are generally asked. The first question is, what about the hadith where Rasulullah sallam? spoke to the dead in the well after the battle of Badr. And we know this hadith, this is the Sahih hadith. Nabi Sallallahu spoke to the, to the dead and he said, Did you find the promise of Allah to be true? 
and Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab may Allah be pleased with him he was such a man who was so focused on Tawheed Allah he came and he said Ya Rasulullah you are speaking to the dead they cannot hear you and Nabi Sallallahu said they can hear me better than you can hear me right? so people say what about this hadith now answer to that is that was one of the miracles, one of the mojizat of Rasulullah which was specific to him. It happened only to him and it happened only that one time. As far as we know, that is the only time it happened. It's not a dalil in deen to say that we can do the same thing. Like Rasulullah split the moon. Like he did so many other things. That does not mean that we can do the same thing. Like Musa salam, by the hukum of Allah, by the order of Allah, he struck his uh, staff onto the water and the water parted. Right? If you and I strike our staff onto the water, we'll get splashed in the face. Water will not pass apart for us no matter what we do. So, it's very clear that this was a mojiza. It was a miracle granted to Rasulullah The Quranic ayat are absolutely clear as far as uh, we are concerned. So, let us not be confused about this in any way. Now, second question, uh, which is uh, also asked, uh, is then why do we say Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Qubur when we go to the cemetery? Right? When you go to the cemetery, you say Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Qubur. And this is from the Sunnah, Rasulullah taught us to do this. Now, the answer to that is. That when you say Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Qubur, you are sending, you are making a dua for the people of the graves. You are saying, May peace and blessings be upon you, O occupants of the graves. You are not speaking to them. You are not saying Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Qubur and waiting for an answer. It would be very funny if they, if you said Assalamu Alaikum Ya Ahlul Qubur and then somebody from the grave said Walaikum Assalam Ya Abdul Qubur. And then you will be in trouble, right? So, all you are doing is, you are, when you are saying, Assalamu Alaikum, you are making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Oh Allah, send salam on these people. Therefore, anyone who goes to the grave of anyone, right? Usually people go to the graves of what they call saints or awliya Allah. Uh, or they go to the grave of Rasulullah and they ask for any favor and so on and so forth. Uh, this is something which is open and clear shirk. Now we'll, we'll come to that. But let me uh, explain to you the issue of saints and awliya Allah. Uh, first of all, in Islam there are no saints. Sainthood is a Christian theological term. A person in Christianity becomes a slave when after they die, various kinds of things are reported about them. And people say, we have, we have seen this miracle, that miracle involving that particular so-and-so person who died. And the Pope of that time then grants them what is called sainthood. Right? He bestows sainthood on them. Like Mother Teresa died and after some time, she was given the sainthood and she was called Saint Teresa. So, it's a Christian term. It is sainthood is given by the Pope. Does not apply to Islam. So, please don't use the term. There are no saints in Islam. But what about Awliya Allah? What about them? Very simple. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it very clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, 
الا ان اولیاء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون له البشرى في الحياه الدنيا وفي الاخره لا تبديل لكلمات الله الله said verily on the awliya of Allah there is no sadness and there is no fear and for them there is glad tidings in this dunya as well as in the akhirah and the promise of Allah uh, does not change and is true so who are these awliya the awliya first of all the word itself is again wrongly translated as friend it is friendship in a very different way just like everything to do with allah is a very different thing so friendship normally when we talk about friendship friendship implies equality i am equal to my friend my friend is not superior to me and i am not inferior to him in the case of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no friendship the wilaya as far as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned means this is a person who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is fond of allah loves this person so the favorite slaves of allah right these would be the awliya of allah so first understand that that when we say awliya allah we mean the favorite slaves of allah how do you become a favorite slave of allah by obeying allah by following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so there is there cannot be any wilaya there cannot be any awliya of allah or wali of allah who is disobedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the first and foremost quality of the awliya is that the person is obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now who is this person allah also made it very clear again as i am saying to you this whole issue of uh, being obedient to allah and so on i am not inventing it is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said very clearly who are the awliya of allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said alladhina amanu wa kanu yattaqun who are the awliya these are the people who are uh, same same ayah ala inna awliya allah la khawfun alayhim wala hum yahzanun alladhina amanu wa kanu yattaqun lahum al bushra fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah la tabdila li kalimatillah so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said who are these awliya allah said they are the people who have iman and taqwa so so beautiful the quran is so clear allah said the awliya do not need to fear anything they do not need to grieve about anything who are they people of iman and taqwa people who have faith and people who have taqwa meaning people whose sole concern in life is i should please allah does it please or does my action does my speech does my decision please allah or not they are concerned with that if it pleases allah they do it if it does not please allah they don't do it if they are not sure they do not do it until they find out so these are the awliya of allah now to say about now who are, therefore who is it everyone by definition all muslims are awliya of allah final dalil of this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself said allahu waliyul ladina amanu yukhrijuhum min az-zulumati ilan nur allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-baqarah allah said allah is the wali allah is the wali now in this context the wali means the protector the confidant the this helper the supporter of the believers allah waliyul ladina amanu allah is the wali of the believers so we know that all believers all muslims inshallah by definition are the awliya of allah to say specifically about a person that this person was a wali of allah and he was a great wali of allah is to speak about allah without knowledge we can say this about a nabi we i can say musa alaihi salam was a nabi of allah because allah said so i can say that isa alaihi salam was a nabi of allah because allah told me that told us this 
I can say Muhammad sallallahu was the Nabi of Allah, was the Rasul of Allah, was the last and final of them after whom there, is, there are no uh, Rasuls and no Anbiya, <coughs> no messengers, no uh, Prophets because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us this. But I cannot say this about any Wali of Allah. I cannot name an individual, doesn't matter who it is. I cannot name an individual and say so and so was a Wali of Allah. The best I can do is I can say so and so was a wali of Allah, insha'Allah. Right? But even that there is no need because Allah did not send us to bestow wilayat on anybody. Stick to what we have been given the authority about. Speaking about Allah without knowledge is the ummul khabais. It is the it is the mother of all evil. So, going to the grave of a person and saying this is a wali of Allah, First of all, you have spoken about Allah without knowledge, so you start off with the Umul Khabais. And then when you go to the grave of the person, there are five things that you are doing there by your action. Right? So by your action, what are you doing? The first thing you are doing is you are saying that when you are speaking, that you are going there and saying, please do this, do this, do this. Uh, like this uh, person, whoever it is, uh, is asking, is telling people when you go to the grave of Rabbi Sallallahu ask, oh, please do this for me. First and foremost, the person who is going to a grave and asking the, uh, the, the person in the grave for anything, whatever, you, either a favor, give me this, give me that, or make dua for me, this person is doing five prohibited things, five things which amount to open shape. Number one, the person in the grave, by action, they are saying that the person in the grave can hear them. This is against the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the person in the grave cannot hear you. You are By your action you are saying, the Quran is wrong, I am right. The person in the grave can hear me. This itself is kufr, takes you out of Islam. Number two, you are saying by your action that this person knows you. Because now I go and stand, for example, if I go to the grave of Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jirani Rahmatullahi, or I go to the grave of Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi, or I go to the anybody's grave, right? Now this person died, Four, five hundred years ago, seven hundred years ago. This person, Sheikh Abdul Khadir Jinnah Rahmatullahi, was, uh, was is, is buried in Baghdad. Uh, he, I, as, far, as far as I know, he could speak Arabic. Uh, I go there and I am asking him, please do this for me, do that for me, in English. He never spoke English, right? So, he never saw me. I, he died seven hundred years ago or whatever it was. He does not know me from, you know, he doesn't know me at all. So when I am going and standing there, I am saying to myself and I am saying by my action that he knows me. So I am going and talking to him. If he does not even know me, please do this for me. Who are you? That right? Who are you? So number number three, I am assuming or I am by my action, I am, I am, I am uh, presuming and I am demonstrating that I believe that he can understand my language. So whether I speak English or Telugu or Tamil or Korean or Japanese or whatever, this person in the grave can understand all the languages. Please understand this. This is open shirk because the only one who knows every creature, every human being and understands every language is Allah. To believe this or to demonstrate this or to, to presume this or to ascribe this to anyone other than Allah, is open shirk fi asma wa sifatillahi ta'ala. Is open shirk. Major shirk. Number four, depending on what is asked, 
whether you ask for a favor or you ask for dua and so on, it means that you are saying that this person actually can grant you favors. Again, major shirk. Again, this is major shirk and open shirk. Finally, all of these amount to going directly against the Quran and the Sunnah and against the direct commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah So therefore to believe that the dead can hear us and do something for us on the day of judgment is against the Quran and against the Hadith and against reason. Anyone who asks dead people in their graves for favors or to intercede for him or make dua for him out of ignorance must be corrected. Anyone who believes this to be true is committing major shirk and may Allah forgive that person is in danger of leaving Islam or has left Islam already. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us on the right path and not allow us to deviate and not allow us to go out of Islam because what we have is very precious. Let us not waste it and let us not destroy it.